Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm not saying every single teacher was like this to me, but there are definitely teachers who kind of looked at me where they felt that I wasn't going to amount to anything. And I'm not saying I didn't give them good reason. Like when you when you're that kid in class and all you're doing is punching kids in the face and then you're uh, picking your ass and smelling it to see what the flavor is <laughs> of the fucking day. You know, I, look, I'm not blaming those teachers for thinking that I wasn't. This. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Once again, this is very, very weird. I know you are all used to seeing me in a studio. Uh, and like I said uh, in the last podcast, the studio that I was in before, that was the last time you were going to see me in there. You're actually seeing uh, we just moved into the to the new spot um i didn't get to schedule another guest because moving was so fucking crazy uh have you guys seen uh marie kondo i fucking love that lady marie first of all it's kind of weird because marie kondo kind of looks like my very first girlfriend so a little fucking weird having this girl tell me what to do and how to live my life don't like it but it's okay but uh <laughs> Well, if you guys don't know who Marie Kondo is, Marie Kondo basically kind of um, is like a tidying up specialist. She's this cute little Japanese lady that comes in and basically says, you live like trash in the nicest Japanese way possible. She just comes in and she goes, okay, you have a lot of clutter, it's super disorganized, and you don't know how to let go of personal things that you either feel like you need or you just, you're a hoarder to a certain extent. And once again, I'm oversimplifying this thing, but she has a specific method called the Marie Kondo method. And one of the things that I like that she does is that before she throws away things at her house or your house, you kind of look at the item and appreciate what it was used for. But you have to be realistic with the object. So for example, when I was uh, trying to throw away things in the house, um, I was doing this over a period of a week because you know what happens is that you you tend to collect a lot of things in your life because you feel like you're going to need it later, right? And this honestly happens a lot to a lot of people who grew up really poor or who are immigrants. Um, or if you're a really poor immigrant. Uh, in my case, I was fucking both. So, um, you know, when I was going around the house, I think, you know, growing up poor, like you just didn't throw things away. It's not something that you would do, right? Because... Having nice things and having things useful to you so you don't have to buy it is very important when you don't have a lot of resources or money. And so, you know, I developed this habit over time that, you know, my mom also has as well, even though she does tend to throw away a lot of personal things that I really like. That's for another podcast. But 
Um, <laughs> I had trouble throwing away things uh, throughout my whole life. I just, it's so dumb too. Like I, like for example, I had this box of like USB, like type B or type A cords that hasn't been, and like these HDMI, I had 46 HDMI cords. Why? For what purpose do I need four? Do I have 46 fucking TVs in my house? No, but I'm like, you know what? One day I could use this. I could, and that's like that immigrant poor people mentality. You always feel like you could you could use everything. Like if you grew up in a in an immigrant Asian household, did anybody ever throw away a container in your house? Ever? Did anybody ever throw away a container? No, you had Cool Whip. <laughs> you had Cool Whip containers, a country crock containers, and when you opened it up, it was never butter or Cool Whip. It was kimchi. It was it was like fermented bullshit. You open up, it's like, man, I'm I'm really uh I'm in, I'm fiending for some butter and toast. You open up that uh, country crock, and all of a sudden there's like pig feet inside. Like, fuck, man. Like, what is this? <laughs> that, that that's like the reality of being in a, a, a in an immigrant household. And so, having said that, it was very very hard for me to kind of throw away things. And when I started watching Marie Kondo on her show, and I started reading up about the Marie Kondo method, it was more along the lines of being realistic with the things that you have and appreciating the item for what it was used for at the time, right? If I hadn't used something within four to five years, it obviously can go. It doesn't need to stick around. And I had a box of stuff that I haven't even, I didn't even knew it existed for maybe seven to eight years, but I just couldn't get myself to give it to somebody or throw it away or even sell it. And I think once again, it's because of that poor immigrant mentality. You know, I, I will say this, like, you know, going through Everything that I was going through and trying to throw away these things made me feel like I was a bad person. It's such a weird feeling to have, right? When you have objects that are specifically tied to your childhood, it's hard to let it go, right? Because you feel like this emotional attachment to something. Even if you didn't use it or touch it in years, you just can't let it go. And I had to come to terms with the reality of the situation of like, look, David, number one, if you didn't use it in years, you're probably not going to use it again. Seeing this brings up memories. And I'm not talking about photos or pictures or personal memorabilia. I'm talking about fucking wires and cords, like let it go. So the whole past week I've been purging and getting rid of things. And it, you know, it kind of, you know, made me think to myself uh, specifically a lot about how I grew up and how I didn't have a lot growing up. And now, you know, being in this house and moving for the third time in three fucking years, I realized that I, I live in, I'll, an abundance. And I always talk about this thing about being grateful, right? And for me, gratitude is everything. I'm not saying I'm a great person. I'm obviously a piece of shit. Uh, I've been a piece of shit since day one, but I'm, I'm just kind of working on getting better. But I, I look back at the things that I didn't have growing up and I look at where I am now. And when I was younger, and I've said this before on a podcast with Mariel, I never thought that I could do the things that I've done today when I was younger. You know, when you're a kid and people constantly just tell you that you're dumb or you know, even like people in positions of power, whether they were teachers or educators, I'm not saying every single teacher was like this to me, but there are definitely teachers who kind of looked at me where they felt that I wasn't going to amount to anything. And I'm not saying I didn't give them good reason. Like when, you, when you're when you that kid in class and all you're doing is punching kids in the face and then you're uh, picking your ass and smelling it to see what the flavor is <laughs> of the fucking day. You know, I, look, I'm not blaming those teachers for thinking that I wasn't the, you know, the sharpest tool in the shed. But, you know, those type of things do affect you later on. And um, 
recently I talked about this where um, I actually did get diagnosed with uh, ADHD. And listen, I knew I had ADHD for the longest time, right? And it actually kind of sparked when Tim went and got himself diagnosed. And he and I tend to have very, very similar tendencies, especially when it comes to a lot of our bad habits. And, you know, a big part of me, even though I knew that I probably did have ADHD, I didn't want to get diagnosed because I was so scared that I was going to use that assessment of myself as an excuse. And it's a habit that I feel that a lot of people have, me included, that the moment we find something that we can kind of blame our bad habits on, that's the first thing that we go to. Oh, if I, oh, it's my bad, it's my ADHD. Oh, did I, oh my bad, that's my ADHD. And I didn't want to be that guy because then you become that fucking annoying person where every wrong thing that you do, it's never your fault, right? It's, it's something else. And for me, getting diagnosed with this stuff, it kind of, honestly, it kind of scared me. And I don't think I ever talked about the, the the fear part about it. I definitely joked about it a lot. And, you know, <laughs> when I went to get assessed for ADHD and it was through like a video call, I went as far as to like, I had my argument ready to, as to why I didn't have it. Like we were, <laughs> I was like FaceTiming this lady and, you know, off jump, she goes, oh, so what makes you feel you have ADHD? I was actually... I don't feel like I have ADHD. You feel what I'm saying? This is, and let me tell you why. Like when I have a hobby, right? And there's something that I really like, I'm laser focused and nothing can get me to stop doing it until I complete that task. And she goes, sweetie, that is a clear example of ADHD. Well, shit. Well, shit. <laughs> I, I didn't fucking know. And a lot of the things that she was telling me kind of made everything kind of um, like all the puzzles started to fit, right? And it, it kind of felt weird hearing it from a professional, from a professional standpoint. And, you know, she was kind of recommending that I take, um, it wasn't Ritalin, it's, it's something else. I forgot what it was called. Um, and just take small doses of it when I feel like I need to focus. But I am not, I just don't want to take medication. I've gotten this far in life without it. And so what I've learned to do is kind of set the right habits for no, now that I know that I have this and at times in my life, it can become a problem. Um, I now have a Google task list where I write the task down that I need to get done um, the next day. And I put it all on this checklist and I refer back to it multiple, multiple times throughout the day. And until I get that checklist done, the day is not done. And it's helped me out a lot. Um, if I could explain to you what ADHD is like, it's it's kind of weird, right? And, I'm, and I know a lot of people out there, like when I told people I had ADHD, a lot of people decide to self-diagnose themselves, right? They're like, oh, I got it too. Bitch, you don't want, this is, the, okay, can I just say something? This is kind of annoying. Why do you want it? Do you want ADHD? Like when I say I have ADHD and everybody's like, oh, me too, we're twins. Bitch, you don't fucking want ADHD. It actually kind of, fucking sucks. To be honest with you, if I could redo something about myself, I would get rid of this fucking ADHD, this attention deficit, hyper dick face thing going on. I, I fucking hate it. I am an unreliable person um, to myself and to others. And I hate failing others because I can't focus. I fucking hate it. So when other people get excited that, you know, they're like, oh, maybe I have it too. Trust me, you don't want it. You do not want ADHD. I'm not saying that it's not manageable. I'm not saying that you should pity anybody who has it. You shouldn't pity me either, but it is pretty fucking annoying. When I was younger, I think the hardest part of having this was people thinking that I was a bad kid or they thought I was 
just incapable of learning or paying attention. And Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too, but here's a breath of fresh air. Fume, it's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Hey all, it's David So, and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. I never knew about ADHD until I got older and... I'm almost kind of glad I didn't, so I didn't develop this habit of making it an excuse. So I'm glad I got to, I I kind of survived all the criticism and people not understanding who I am when I was younger to make me who I am today. But it was fucking hard, man. When I was a kid, uh, did I share this on a podcast? I'm not sure if I did. Um, It's kind of personal and it's something that I don't like sharing, but... Maybe this might help you out. I don't know if you were like this when you were a kid. When I was younger, man, um, I remember at times where I would sit in class and I just couldn't fucking focus to save my fucking life. I was all over the place. I would sit there and I would try to either memorize or focus on the things that I had to focus on. And then my mind would scatter and go elsewhere. And then time would pass. I don't know where I'm at. I'm like, okay, 
Just focus on the task at hand, do this. And I would look around and look at everybody else and everybody was so laser focused and they would get their task done immediately because they could focus on the things that they needed to focus on. And I just couldn't do it. And I remember as a kid, just like going home and saying like, dude, why was I born so stupid? Like, why am I so dumb? Like, why did God make me so dumb? Like, this isn't fair, I'm stupid. And I would have these conversations with myself as a kid. I don't think my parents even know this shit. And I remember one time, like I got so frustrated that I couldn't focus. I took my, my textbook and I started like smacking my head with it. Like, why the fuck are you so dumb? And it was hard for me as a kid. And, you know, kind of like navigating this thing and learning how to deal with it has been kind of tough. Like people sometimes say it's a superpower, right? Because when you, you, you can kind of start and stop a whole bunch of things, but there'd be times when I was younger when I was very envious of other people who could just sit and focus. And I wanted it so bad. Um, I know a lot of people are, are huge proponents of, of taking medication for this. And, you know, I, I have thought about it and I, and I might take a low dose of, it's not called Ritalin, it's called something else. I, I can't remember what it is, but um, I have no problem with it if I absolutely need it. But I do believe that um, I have been able to figure out a way for me that makes this a lot more um, manageable. So for those of you out there who do have ADHD or feel like you do have it, um, I suggest you get self-diagnosed. But a lot of the times I feel like even with personal people around me, like they almost want to get diagnosed so they can use it as an excuse. Trust me, ADHD sucks. Like I, I personally don't fucking like it. Um, and the fact that you want to sit there and find an excuse for why you're a lazy piece of shit, I don't know why you want to do that. Um, but like I said, I'm not judging you. Like if you got it, you got it. But try not to self-diagnose yourself and I'm hoping that you don't have it because it's it's honestly hard to deal with unless you get medicated for it or you figure out a way that works for you. For me, it's the task list. For me, it's being super active in the morning, getting my wiggles out and then kind of just doing a task, going away, coming back to it and not beating myself up for not being able to sit through a task all the way through in one instant. And I'll just break it up and make sure I get the task done throughout the whole day because I am an adult and I don't need to do things on other people's time, you know, most of the time. Um, that's basically what I've been dealing with with this and the whole move. Um, I, I do want to mention something though today. Um, so I, I did this video, right? It was really quick. Uh, Mariel and I, uh, to be frank, we have been, our relationship has been really good lately. Um, specifically, I feel that our relationship has been a lot better because I have been better um, with communicating with her, which is something that I had a lot of trouble. Not, not not communicating emotions, not communicating how I feel. All that stuff is great. But be, ever since I had that diagnosis of ADHD, I started be, being able, I, I was, I am now able to pick up these bad habits that I have that I didn't know I had because my brain was so scattered. And because my brain was so scattered and she would ask me to do things and I would quote unquote forget or I would get distracted along the way, it made her feel that she wasn't important in my life, that I would prioritize other things over her. And because of that, I think for her, it's she felt lonely in this relationship at times. To be with a partner that it looks like, okay, this guy is prioritizing his tomatoes. Like this motherfucker will wake up at six or 7 a.m. to get his tomatoes done. But if I ask something, for example, to get, I don't know, like, hey, when you stop by here, can you remember to get this? And I wouldn't remember. It would make her feel as if that 
in the totem pole of of what's important, she was at the bottom. And I never understood. And I and I kind of explained to her, like, look, this isn't you are very important to me. And to be honest with you, I don't know why I keep forgetting these things that are, that's, it's so simple and I don't get it. And what it was, it was honestly that ADHD diagnosis kind of put everything together. And now I, I don't remember the exact task that I have to get done um, because I will get distracted constantly. But one thing that I can remember, if it's one thing a day, is to refer to the Google task list. And then I can look at it and then I'm reminded of it again because I be getting distracted so fast. So once again, I do understand why she felt that she, she why she felt the way that she felt. And it was very fucking valid because if I was in her shoes, I would feel the same. And so, <laughs> so for example, um, I... <laughs> so pissed at myself one day because all I had to do was get these batteries from my from my ADU the studio that, that I used to shoot the podcast in but I would in between the space from the main house to the back studio like a fucking Labrador that sees like a butterfly off in the distance, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? And I would get this. It took me like fucking four hours to get these batteries. Cause every time I, I went into the house, I got a glass of water. I was like, oh shit, the batteries. I would walk outside. I would see a tomato. I'm like, that leaf looks like it's dying. Does this have powdery mildew? Let me go Google this. And I would go into this Google spray of what I could do to fix the tomato. An hour passes by. I'm like, that's right. I have to go get the batteries for the camera. Cool. And then I would go back in the house and get some water because I was out in the sun tending to these fucking tomatoes. I would come back out and I'm like, look at that tomato. <laughs> and then I'd fucking forget. Four hours have passed. And then I wouldn't get these fucking batteries. And I got so pissed at myself. But that's how I basically developed the whole Google task listening to kind of get me back on track without having to get medicated to help me focus a lot better. But to, to go back to like the relationship thing between me and Mario, like we've been in such a really good place. And then earlier today, I I, I posted this thing of, uh, Mario has this funny thing where, I'm not sure if your partners do this, whether it's your husband or your wife, but there are certain people who don't like following instructions, right? I tend to be that way, except for when it comes to building things because I have high anxiety. So when I, because of my high anxiety, I double check, triple check, quadruple check things, especially when I build things because I don't want it to fuck up because that has happened before and it mentally fucks me when it doesn't turn out the way that it's supposed to. So she has this shelf that she hid from me. I've never seen. And she knows I hate like jakjegi things. So in Korean, jakjegi means like mismatched things. And so <laughs> this girl has a shelf. And you know, when you build Ikea things, they have like certain steps and it's just like a cheap shelf. But if you follow the steps the way that it's supposed to, it's supposed to be built the way that it's supposed to look. So all the shelves were flipped the other way. So the brown sawdust particle board thing was showing. The back area was all brown because she flipped it the other way and we were cracking the fuck up laughing. I was like, dude, I have to record this just so I can share it with people. And she and I were literally crying laughing together. It was such a fun fucking moment. And we've been able to get into this place where we can joke around a lot more. We don't take things personally. We've been together for almost nine years now and our relationship has been really good. I'm not saying we don't have our ups and downs, but that was a moment that I was just, we were just cracking up laughing together. And lo and behold, as I put this video up, and a lot of people understood like they have partners like this as well, there had to be one fucking 
bitch made motherfucker that had to put out this stupid fucking comment that ruins everything. And of course I blocked this person, but before I blocked them, I told them to shut the fuck up. So in this video, I basically say like, yo, don't let your wife build things because this is how they build it. And I'm specifically talking about my wife, right? This girl puts on this whole diatribe about like, hey, you know, the way that you use your, you had to humiliate your wife, humiliate, listen, are you fucking dumb? Do you literally not see my wife crying from laughter because she's legit enjoying herself about how fucking funny this is? Humiliate. Here's the problem with you motherfuckers out there, specifically when it comes to young girls who have had terrible personal relationships that haven't gone through therapy, that haven't had a moment, coming to Jesus moment of themselves. By the way, let me just say this, not just women, young like women and boys, who have not gone through therapy or even like have somebody help therapize them or help them go through their emotions and feelings, that you take everything you see online as a personal attack to you. Listen here, bitch. Just because you've had a terrible relationship, don't judge your relationship, my relationship, based on what you've experienced in your shitty life. Okay, listen, I empathize with you. You might've had those situations where you had a boyfriend quote unquote humiliate you, or you might be somebody that just needs to be told to shut the fuck up every now and then. You literally see my wife cracking up laughing. In the post, I say, I love this woman so much because she makes me laugh. And the only thing you took away from it was, I can't believe you humiliated your wife and you're saying that women can't build things. Are you fucking dumb? Listen here. I don't know what you went through in your personal life, but people online are not responsible for how you feel about your life and your shitty relationships. It is just a funny post about two people who are in a somewhat healthy relationship that are laughing together about how stupid mistakes that she made and at times I've made. You don't think she does that to me too, you stupid fucking idiot? And listen, I understand. I could have you know, kept her as a follower and said, hey, you know what? I don't know what you're going through and you probably went through a lot of things, but listen, we're in a healthy relationship and this is how we joke. If you feel that way, I'm sorry, but guess what, bitch? Not today. I'm not in the fucking mood for it. Sometimes people need to tell you to shut the fuck up. And I think a lot of influencers fuck up on this type of stuff, right? I actually saw an influencer that I follow that did something that really fucking pissed me off. So this influencer was just going around in a store and they had like a drink right? And they were super excited that they had this specific drink at this convenience store. And they're like, I love this. And they hugged it. And this girl wrote to her saying like, hey, um, I'm a hypochondriac. I have trouble with germs. And I think that you need to be a lot more respectful when you touch other things and you put it on you and then you put it back on the shelf because, you know, pandemic, even though pandemic is technically over, people are acting at least like, like COVID didn't exist. Let me tell you here, something here, Okay. People do not have to cater their lives to your fucking insanity. Do you understand? Just because you are crazy, you are a hypochondriac, that is a you problem. The world does not have to adapt to your personal mental issues that you haven't fucking dealt with. By the way, bitch, that can, you should feel sorry for the person that's rubbing it on them, not on the can that you're about to receive, bitch. You don't know where that can's been. Motherfuckers probably already put their mouth on it. That shit probably was in a warehouse where a sweaty ass dude with big ass man titties like these were just rubbing all over it, breathing their hot ass breath on it. Maybe a motherfucker sat on those cans before they shipped it off to you. You don't fucking know. And that's what you're worried about? No. 
this is what actually, it wasn't actually the person who wrote the comment that pissed me off. It was actually the influencer who wrote this whole paragraph apologizing to them for absolutely nothing. For nothing. Listen, so many of you out there are so scared of offending people and getting canceled that you will apologize for everything, for the things that you do not have to apologize for. And let me tell you something, you are not helping anybody or the world by saying sorry to people who do not deserve their apologies or your apologies. Excuse me. It does nothing. You feed into their personal insecurities. You feed into their insanity. And you set a standard for other influencers on this space that they have to apologize for shit that they don't have to apologize for. Apologize for the things that you mean to apologize for. Make your fucking words count. If you are an influencer that simply apologizes because you're afraid that you're going to lose followers, you are the fucking problem. It is a never ending thing that happens when you have to say sorry for things that you shouldn't be sorry for. Apologize for the things that count or your apologies and your words mean fucking nothing. Did you seriously say sorry because you hugged the fucking soda can and you put it back? Maybe you should have responded, hey, this can has been everywhere. Me hugging it is not going to affect it. So listen, you're a hypochondriac. That's something that you personally have to deal with. And I do not have to cater to your insanity. That probably would have been the appropriate response. Because, but you're once again, you're so afraid of offending people. You're so afraid of that somebody, even if they're wrong, that you're going to hurt their feelings because of your fucking brand. This is what you do. I've talked to another influencer who apologized for doing a Filipino accent when they're fucking Filipino. Why? That person was AJ Raphael. AJ, I, I, I like I messaged this dude and I look, AJ's one of the sweetest fucking guys ever. But sometimes because of his sweetness, a lot of people kind of like try to punk him and you guys shouldn't try to punk AJ. He's like the fucking nicest dude ever. Get off his fucking nuts. But the problem was sometimes with AJ because he's so nice, like he definitely, as a kind human being, he doesn't want people to feel like he's punching down. And I already hate that phrase, punching down as it is. You know, and he sang a song where he did a Filipino accent and then he had to put out a public apology, apology apologizing for doing a Filipino accent when he's fucking Filipino. Hey bro, and, I'm, and I texted him, I was like, hey, stop fucking apologizing for everything. Stop it. Who do you think you're helping? That one or two or three individuals that feel like they have power over you because they feel that Everything should be catered to them because they never want to be offended by anything. Fuck those people. You are okay. You are perfectly fine. Listen, young lady, I don't know what it is, but you felt the need to tell me that I humiliated my wife. And by the way, just because you use extreme words to describe an emotion that'll incite a certain emotion out of people, because I know you wrote that so other people can read on it, read it, and then chime in on how you feel. So you were very selective about your fucking words to try and go ahead and make me feel bad for joking around with my wife, a joke that she was a part of, a post that she approved. And even to the point where she went and she watched back the video herself and she was cracking up, crying, laughing because it was so funny. Do not put your personal shit onto everybody else. It is not our responsibility to make you feel good about your shitty relationships and your personal situation. We can be there to help. We can try our best. But baby girl, my life is great. My relationship with my wife has never been this good. 
um, and we have been working on our stuff. We have been going through couples counseling and therapy. We have been talking to each other. And my God, the idea that you feel like you could step in and tell me how to, how to, I don't know, have fun with my wife is so fucking unreal, especially when she is a willing participant that's enjoying joking around. And don't even bring up the shit that she roasts me about, right? Because what? Because if she was roasting me, right, what would be your response? Men are trash, right? If she was making fun of me, you know, guys, they never know how to do anything. And guess what? I'm okay with those jokes because those generalities are pretty fucking funny and can be somewhat fucking true. It's okay. Take a fucking joke, especially when it's not malicious. Do you understand? Shut the fuck up. Sit down. Think about what you did. And I love you. I hope you get better from this. I appreciate you either way, but you're still fucking blocked because you said something stupid and it pissed me off. <sighs> well, guys, I'm almost about to wrap up this podcast, but I do want to talk about one more thing, Dude, did you all hear about fucking Jamie Foxx? Yikes. Dude, for the longest time, we didn't know what happened with Jamie Foxx, but I'm actually really glad that he finally put out a post and watching Jamie Foxx... Um, Put this post out talking about his personal health and what he's been going through obviously not through the specifics but if you if you watch the clip it is fucking emotional and i gotta tell you man like it definitely definitely kind of fucked me up a little bit because he basically alluded to the fact that he was going through a lot of complications even after he thought he was uh, getting better while he was in the hospital and a lot of positive messages really touched him and helped him get uh, get through it and Jamie Foxx to me is actually one of my heroes because he is a critically acclaimed actor an amazing stand-up comic an amazing musician and kind of everything that I wanted to be growing up and if we had lost him, I think I probably would have broke down and cried too because the way he has influenced me personally as an artist, um, I could never repay him back. And it would suck to have lost somebody who was so impactful in, in a positive way, especially through his comedy and music. Uh, if we lost him that early, it would have been so sad. But, you know, uh, big blessings to Jamie Foxx. I'm so glad he's doing well. Um, but definitely the thing that I love Jamie Foxx, I, I don't know, before we end this podcast, if you guys haven't seen this, you have to look up Jamie Foxx roasting another comic. It is probably one of the most brutal things that I've ever seen in my life. This dude rips into another comic so fucking bad. It's like he legit, it almost looked like he was going to make him cry. And I'll tell you this right now, if that was me, I would never do stand-up comedy again. And that guy actually had a stand-up comic. It was really, really fucking funny. But Jamie Foxx can do it all. Um, I'm glad he's getting better, man. I'm glad Jamie Foxx is alive. Jamie, I'm no, I know for a big fact you're never going to see this video, but I love you very much. I appreciate you, and I'm so glad that you're getting healthier. Um, anyways, guys, that wraps up this quick podcast. It's about half an hour in. I love you very much. Stay positive to the lady who decided to blame me for her personal relationship issues. Uh, I'm sorry that you felt that way, but I'm not sorry that I said the things that I said, and I'm not sorry for posting that video because it was fucking funny as shit. Everybody loved it but you. So suck on um, my nutsack, it, but in a, in, a, in a negative way, you stupid idiot. And it, by the way, if you're watching this on your channel and you're a fan and you're like, um, well, fuck you, uh, David. I'm never going to watch your shit again and I'm joining the Reddit that hates you. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, enjoy life, bitch. But uh, I hope you get better. I hope you find somebody that can help you through your problems. And either way, God loves you, but I don't have to. 
Genius Brain every Sundays at 12 p.m. Uh, we'll be back to our regular schedule next week. I have guests booked out. I got you. I'll see you all next time. Love you very much. David So out. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.